Hey, my name is Brett Keene from God TV Radio, and you are watching and listening to my podcast. By the way, not only can you participate in it by simply going to the links in my description and clicking the join link, all you have to do is bring either a webcam or a microphone, and you'll be able to have conversations with us. We welcome atheists, Muslims, pagans, Jews, Christians, people of all different faiths. We don't care where you come from, we don't care where you live, and we definitely don't care about your personal drama or negativity in your existence. We're here to have fun. We're here to enjoy ourselves. When you get an opportunity, you might want to check out my books, my music, my art, and all the things that I do and imagine up on a daily basis. Yes, I'm a very creative person. And... I love socializing. I love hanging out with people. Unlike 99% of the podcast on YouTube, we don't ask you to pay anything in order to come on the show. That's right. You can come in absolutely free, and what you have to say will be broadcasted to thousands of people across the internet. If you smell what the Brett King is cooking. That's right. Unlike a lot of these greedy, Patreon-driven YouTube channels who are just out to make a buck, we want to make friends with you. We want to meet you. We want to be able to get to know you. We love you. Let's be friends. Come on. Come on. Get in here. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. God bless. Julie, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes, I have. I'm, upon your profession of faith and in obedience to His divine command, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Married in the likeness of His death, raised to walk in newness of life. All right, grab a towel. Amen. All right, Jeff. Kent Hovind has been serving the Lord all of his life. He loves people. He loves what he does. He does debates and discussions on the Standing for Truth channel, if you'd like to see him in action. He will also be doing shows on God TV Radio, where he will answer questions and people will be able to participate in the conversation. If you'd like to check out his YouTube channel, it is Kent Hovind Official. You can also check out his links. You can see his website, drdino.com, www drdino.com His Facebook is Kent Hovind Official His Twitter, Kent Hovind You can purchase his books his DVDs and his media at his Dr. Dino website You can also call Kent Hovind and speak to any of the doll workers or you may actually get in touch with him at 855-BIG-DINO 244-3466 you can schedule an event or seminars. All links are in all of the descriptions of his videos if you would like to get in contact with him. God bless. Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brett Keen. If you would like to support God TV Radio, you can support us by buying our music, our art, our t-shirts, as well as our books. You can also support us with a one-time donation through PayPal. All links are in the description. If 
you have access to Spotify, you can listen to my radio station in your car, on your stereo, on your computer, anything that has internet access. God bless. Surprise! Hey, how you doing, Kent? How's your day been? Man, busy as a one-armed paper hanger in a hurricane. Oof, that is rough. That is rough. So, what's been going on with Dow? Been doing a lot of tours. Oh yeah, get a lot of tours. People come visit from all over the place and stir up trouble. And uh, had a bunch of debates. Uh, Three hundred and fifteen now. Somebody's got to straighten them out. I know how to do it. So we got a topic tonight. You wanted to talk about evolution is a religion and it doesn't belong in the public schools. Now, I love that topic. I'd also like to ask if we could get into what it does to children on a psychological level, countries yeah. that teach evolution and such. If you would like to go ahead. Well, my name is Ken Hovind. I taught high school science and math 15 years. I've been a Baptist preacher 48 years. And the schools teach this theory of evolution. It's not even a theory. It's actually a religion. They have to believe in evolution. But they've been teaching this for a long time, and people have come to accept it like it's part of science. Nobody has ever seen a dog produce a non-dog. Never. They, they, they're lying to the kids. So I produce a video series. I've been, for years and years, we've put out many millions of these in 42 languages, uh, the creation seminar series. Video number four is where I get into what's called the lies in the textbooks. Uh, video one is about the age of the earth. There are all kinds of ways to prove the earth simply cannot be billions of years old. Video two is about the Garden of Eden. The Bible says the people before the flood came lived to be 900 years old. I mean, read Genesis chapter five. Adam was 930 when he died. Everybody before the flood is living to be 900. After the flood, it drops off to the 400s and then 200s. Something changed, and I cover that on my video too. What was the Garden of Eden like? Why did they live to be 900? And what would happen to reptiles that never stopped growing? Reptiles never stopped growing. What would happen if they could live to be 900? Uh, they'd get really big. Those are the dinosaurs. They did not live millions of years ago. The Bible says nothing died until Adam sinned. Man brought death into the world. The Bible's real clear on that. So dinosaurs did not die before man got here. Kids are just being lied to. Video number three is about all about dinosaurs. And video four is the lies in the textbooks. It's amazing the thing the kids are being taught that are just plain, they've been proven wrong for years. They're just not true. An example here, Alt-DV. This is the uh, first slide of my part four, lies in the textbooks. Kids are being taught that uh, the, uh, these family trees, that they're related to every, all kinds of other creatures. Nobody's ever seen a human produce a non-human. It just doesn't happen. It's imagination. They say we have evidence from homologies. Yes, boys and girls, look at this. Homologous structures. Did you know you got two bones in your forearm? Mm -hmm. So does the bird. Yeah. And they'll say that's proof of evolution. No, that's a lie. Their similar structures is proof of a common designer. But the kids, they're just not taught that. They're only allowed to see the one theory 
that oh, everything is related and it, it can all evolved. It's just plain baloney in my humble, humble, totally unbiased opinion. So we can cover any different lies if you'd like, but brother, I think public schools should not teach anything about origins. It's just anything, whether it's creation or evolution, is something you have to believe in. It's a religious belief. You cannot prove either one scientifically. Nobody's ever seen a cow produce a non-cow. And it just they just believe it happened. Okay, as I say, believe what you want. But it's not science, that's all. I wish they would just get it out of the schools and say, okay, we'll just teach science. Okay, boys and girls, you have two bones in your wrist. Yep. How'd we get there? We don't know. We're not going to talk about that. But we got two bones in your wrist. Learn them, radius and ulna. So that's what, what bothers me, though, uh, Brett, is the way they, they, they push this theory, this actually this religion, as if it's a science. They make these family trees and say, yes, boys and girls, you are related to a crow. Oh, and a, and a dinosaur and a ladybug. Yeah. I've been debated quite a few atheists in the last, oh, yeah, last year or so, and I've been asking each one a different, a different question. Uh, like I asked, uh, call me emo. I said, are you related to a fly? He said, yes. So we've got emo and the fly. I asked uh, uh, Mark Drysdale, are you related to a monkey? He said, yes. Jackson Rowe, are you related to a dinosaur? Yes. Bill Nye, related to a banana. Mm -hmm. P.Z. Myers, related to a fish. He said, we are fish. Okay. I asked, uh, who's the guy related to a, oh, Professor Dave. He's related to a strawberry. So we got, somebody made me this chart with all the different ones that they claim they're related to. It's just so sad that we teach this to the kids and we're all paying for this to be taught. It's, it's evil in my humble opinion. But anyway, you go ahead, brother. I seen a, a clip where someone actually said they evolved from a sponge as well. A guy you were debating. It's just, uh, they just believe that they're like a fruit salad. They just come out of the woodwork and everything on that. But an interesting thing I wanted to show you since atheism has been having a kind of a rise in America, it shows that, I don't know if you can see the screen, but we now have the highest suicide rate of all times, Kent, since evolution has been being pushed into the schools. Do you see the graph? Atheists yeah. are the highest over all religions combined. Why do you think that is? What does evolution do to people? How does it devalue their their thinking about themselves and the universe when you have that? Go ahead. Well, where did we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going when we die? Those are three simple, fundamental questions that everybody probably asks themselves a bunch of times throughout their life. Where did I come from? What's the purpose of life? If evolution is true, what is the purpose of life? I ask atheists all the time, if evolution is true, how do you tell right from wrong? Is abortion right or wrong? Well, before you answer that, let me ask, is there a higher standard than you? Is there a God who decides those things? Or do you decide right and wrong? For everybody or do you just decide right and wrong for yourself see it's just it's sad but atheism it, first of all you can't technically really be an atheist because you'd have to know everything to know there's no god and nobody nobody knows everything at best they're an agnostic they're ignorant they don't know i asked an atheist i said do you know everything he said well no i said do you know half of everything he said no i said let's just pretend that you know half of everything I said, would it be possible that God exists in the other half you don't know? And he had to say, well, yeah. Okay, well, then you're not an atheist. You're an agnostic. You're ignorant. Huxley invented that term in 1830. Uh, A, I mean, not, and gnosis, no, agnostic. We don't know. And I agree, they don't know. 
So I, I've debated these. I'll take them all on same time. All of them. Tell them. Give me a call. 855-BIG-DINO, extension 3. That's me. Or extension 4 for Randall. He'll schedule a debate. Or Standing for Truth is doing a lot of debates because they he's just a moderator. Equal time, each side, and keeps it fair. Yeah, if you would, brother. So, yeah, the, the atheists, I don't think it's possible to really be an atheist. We had one here uh, a couple of days ago, came and took the tour of Dinosaur Adventure Land. He claimed he was an atheist. Uh, Bill Cluck from a Dallas Atheist Organization. He came, took all the tours here, had a wonderful time. I interviewed him on my channel, Kent Hovind Official. You can listen to him tell him. He said, yeah, I liked it there. It's great. So I, I will try to win him to the Lord. But my, my experience, Brett, has been most people want to claim to be atheists because they really don't want God telling them what to do. They don't like God's rules. And they think they're hiding behind science. No, there's no science behind atheism. I hear you there. We've got a guy that's in the room. We've got a few folks in here. We've got Mr. Stephen, uh, who is also known as Proverbs. We've got Water, who is a Catholic. I'm not really sure much on Scott. He just uh, disappeared from the room immediately on introducing him. Maybe he'll come back in a moment. But Water is a Catholic who believes that he actually evolved from a primate. And I was hoping we might be able to have a talk with him and anybody else who thinks they uh, evolved from rocks and amoebas and okay. bananas and all that. Go ahead, Water. Why do you believe you're a primate for? Well, I don't believe I evolved from a primate. I believe I am a primate. I would actually... Do I sound good, by the way? How's my audio? You're coming good to me. Clear. Now, keep in mind, he's Catholic, not atheist. So somehow he believes God's working a creation and somehow working him as a monkey. Right. Go ahead. Well, that's not uncommon for Catholics. It's the official position of our church. But, um, Kent, I was wondering, you know, if you've got all this evidence against evolution, why don't you put it up for peer review? Get it into a journal. Hmm. Well, if you went lived in a communist country and you had evidence that communism doesn't work and you put it up for peer review, what would happen, do you think? It's a non sequitur. It doesn't have anything to do with what I asked you. Oh, well, it has a everything. Perfect response. Go ahead. Perfect. It's a perfect response. Correct. In a communist country, they won't tolerate any criticism of communism. America has decided evolution is the religion they want, and they won't tolerate anything else. If you tried to publish an article that, that even used the word designer or creator, it probably would not make it past the peer review process. Peer review just means one of your peers reviewed it and agreed. They're, the majority believe in creation. But there's a, just like in Nazi Germany, if somebody said, I don't think Hitler's a good guy, I think he's a bad guy, he wouldn't, nothing we could publish, that's for sure, probably get executed. In communist China today, if someone tried to publish something against communism, it would be, it would be executed. In North Korea, if you tried to publish something against communism, go to a Muslim country, try to publish something against Islam, see how far you get. So plus, I don't have, I don't, I'm not trying to publish stuff. I don't care what any, anybody thinks. I'm trying to produce material. If people want it, great. If they don't like it, go somewhere else. I believe the Bible clearly teaches God made everything in six days. Do you agree? The Ten Commandments says in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is. He wrote it on a rock with his finger. Do you, do you agree that the Bible at least says that? Yeah, I do believe that, that it, the, the Ten Commandments say that, and there is the okay. creation account. All right. Jesus said in Matthew 19, 4, and in Mark 10, 6, that the creation of Adam was the beginning of the creation. Do you believe when God made Adam, that was the beginning of the creation? 
do I believe when God made Adam, that was the beginning of the creation? Did it all, did it all take place in one week? Uh, the creation of the, the earth? Everything. Earth, stars, everything. One week. No, I, I don't think it did. Um, I want to, I want to, we can talk about this, but I'm just, I want to ask you about your previous analogy. You know, if, well, if, let's, if uh, let's stick out, with the topic here. Can you respond to his question? Change the topic. Yeah. No. Do, do you, you asked, why don't I publish something? They don't, it wouldn't be published in a peer reviewed journal that believes in evolution. There's a lot of state, a lot of funding involved in all this, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not trying to get my stuff taught in public schools. I just teach what Jesus said. Jesus didn't care what the Roman government did. Just preach the truth. I'm just trying to preach the truth. The Bible says God made everything in six days. That's the only way it will work with symbiotic relationships by the billions. Certain animals require certain plants. They can't survive without them. Certain plants require animals to pollinate them. It, there's just billions of symbiotic relationships. It had to all be in one week. We breathe in oxygen, give off CO2. Plants breathe in CO2, give off oxygen has to be quickly, a day or two within each other. So, yeah, I believe lit the Bible is literally true, scientifically accurate. It was six-day creation about 6,000 years ago. That's what the dates add up to if you add them up in the Bible. But go ahead, next question. Now, water, I well, would like I to, to add something. Proverbs threw, the, Proverbs threw this out at water the last show we did, and I didn't really hear a good answer on this. At what point in time did the soul come into existence if you believe we evolved from all these creatures? Well, I said that I didn't know for sure, but I, I assumed that it, that it was sometime around the first uh, humans, Homo sapiens sapiens. But again, I don't, I don't have the answer. Only God has that answer. Hey, Proverbs, I apologize for interrupting you. Did you have something? Yeah, I just wanted to add uh, real briefly. Am I coming through clear, Brett? You seem to be coming yeah. through okay at the point. Okay, so my point would be there was a recent list that Brett Keen brought up on a previous show that there were over a thousand scientists, educated scientists, who disagreed with the theory of evolution, which by automatic default would mean that they believe in creationism, yet none of them have been published in a scientific journal. Why? Now, these are men who put their careers on the line to say that evolution is crap, but still they have nothing published. It's because of an extreme bias in the scientific journal system. So there's no way for a true creationist to get something published. That's just a really oxymoron of an argument. Well, the reason it's not published is because it doesn't pass the peer review because what they're claiming is not true. And they do have all sorts of publications just not relating to the specific well, field. Well, no, that, that's something different. It doesn't pass the collective view, but that doesn't mean it's accurate. That just means the majority believe in that one subject. Well, now, hold on. Yeah, water, go ahead, Ken. There are lots of creationist journals. There are, creationists are publishing things all the time. In creation journals, evolutionists publish in the evolution journal. Muslims publish in their Muslim publications. What's the problem? Yes, I get published a lot. I've written 67 books. Uh, I've got thousands of my, probably millions of my videos out there in 42 languages. My peers love them. It's been peer reviewed millions of times. Somebody asked me the question, where did God come from? In a debate I was doing. I gave a two-minute answer that's got 517 million views. That's a lot of peers. 
That's right. So what do you got for us, Water? What is your response? That is, uh, I think Kent knows why that doesn't qualify as uh, peer review, scientific okay. peer review. All right. I'll tell you what, Water. Can you name the last three peer-reviewed scientific journals you've actually looked at? Give us the name of the author. The names of the author and the journals? I looked at Nature recently. Um there was a new article out about bats that I was reading. I don't remember the author. Um, wow. It turns out that uh, most uh, journal articles are not read. And uh, I'm not, again, I'm going into religious studies. I'm not going into biology. So I don't spend a lot of time reading biological uh, science journals. Yeah, but you're getting on live broadcast claiming to be a Christian stating that you come from a monkey, that Jesus died for ancient rat creatures. That's the issue. You don't see the problem in that? I don't think Jesus died for ancient rat creatures. I think Jesus died for us as humans. You believe you evolved from an ancient rat, though, don't you? I, I'm sure there was an ancient, there was some sort of rat-like creature in the lineage. But again, humans have souls, rats do not. So I don't see what that has to do with the subject at hand. Ah, uh, but that, that brings up the question from the other night waters. You cannot tell us through the process of evolution when we supposedly evolved a soul. That's a fundamental issue. If you can't tell us when we evolved a soul. I don't think we evolved the soul. I think the soul was placed there by God. Yeah, turn it down. So when okay, did the so soul... When did God... Hold it. Uh, Water said he still is a primate. If you still are a primate, which primates have a soul? And what's the difference between those with the soul? And I mean, if there's apes, orangutans, chimpanzees, uh, bonobos, uh, how many different ones are there? Uh, humans. Only the humans have a soul? Is that, or do the, yes, do the and, rest of them? Yes, only humans have a soul. And seeing as Jesus came down as a human and not as an orangutan, I don't think it's silly to assume that only humans have souls. I mean, clearly, this is the species that God cares for most. But you still can't tell us exactly when we were able to utilize that is the correct. soul. You can't tell, tell us exactly which chain of the evolutionary Exactly, and that's a fundamental issue. Okay, okay. Well, I don't see this one, but I guess we disagree. We disagree about a lot. Also, how are you doing, Proverbs? How's it going? Well, doing good, brother. Did he take off? No, water's still with us. You got a okay. question for him? Well, I'm wondering uh, if we, if you have a common ancestor, is this like this family tree they show in textbooks like this stuff? having everything. Do you believe you have a common ancestor with seaweed? This uh, typical textbook, A Tree of Life, shows the humans and the seaweed, let's see, and the octopus uh, all have a common ancestor. Do you believe you have a common ancestor with an octopus? I, uh, I do think that high school textbooks are sloppy, um, so I, I have no way of verifying what textbook that is or, or who the authors are. And I'm not 100% uh, memorized on the evolutionary chain, but I'm sure that we do have some sort of ancestor similar to what you're describing, yes. Now, when the Bible says 24 times in the first seven chapters that the plants and animals bring forth after their kind or after their sort, is an octopus the same kind of life form as a human? If no. A, if an ape is different. Okay, well, then, then they didn't we bring forth after their kind. kind is. Pardon me, what now? 
could you define what a kind is? Well, there are 27 different definitions of the word species I covered in my seminar a couple nights ago. So right, the, the word you're, you're looking in the dictionary, which is published by a private corporation that attempts to keep track of how language wow. is spoken. I mean, okay. biologists well, use species in a very specific manner. I mean, just because oh, the dictionary that says 27 just different things doesn't mean that biologists refer it in 27 okay, different things. Well, I, mean, I, I, I happen to have taught biology for 15 years. I'm pretty familiar with the topic. And the Bible says if they can bring forth, they're the same kind. Is a, uh, a dog and a coyote different species? Sure. But they can still bring forth. They're the same kind in the biblical sense. So man has decided to classify animals into kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species. The animals do not care what we call them. They don't care. Just call them for supper. That's all they're worried about, okay? So the coyote, the wolf, and the dog can all produce offspring. They're the same kind. A coyote and a banana cannot produce offspring. But they have them on the chart here. I'm sure the dog and the, and the uh, banana and the human, they're all connected. These charts teach the kids everything alive is connected. That is criminal to teach that to kids. That's insanity. Nobody's ever seen a banana produce a non-banana. Nobody's ever seen a cow produce a non-cow. You can believe that if you want, but dogs make baby dogs every well, time. So can I can I, I have two I have two questions. So are you sure. are you defining a kind as something as an animal that can reproduce with another animal and have offspring? Well, first place, I don't have to define kind. I don't, I'm not asking my theories to be taught in public schools. I think they need to, they believe not only do all the dogs have a common ancestor, the, the textbooks teach the dogs and the bananas have a common ancestor. So the burden of proof is on the evolutionist, not on me. But yes, I believe the Bible says they can bring forth after their kind. Man has diversified the dog kind by selective breeding because he wants, you know, smaller dog or bigger dog or whatever. But they're, they're always a dog. They're always, they're stuck in the dog kind. They can never get out of that. And a dog, a wolf, and a coyote are the same kind of animal. A four-year-old will tell you. Put them together. Which one's not like the others? Those can bring forth. They can bring forth. They can bring forth. They cannot bring forth. And they cannot bring forth. And that cannot bring forth. Is there a morphological limit on the size of a dog? Probably. Is the Great Dane the limit? Probably getting close. You think they'll ever get a dog as big as an elephant? You know, there are dogs, there are animals as big as an elephant, like an elephant. So, yeah, there are limits. There are limits, genetic limits. God said they would bring forth after their kind. Have they ever crossbred dogs and got anything that wasn't a dog? I would be astounded if they had ever crossbred dogs and got anything that wasn't a dog. Um, I... From my understanding, uh, evolution uh, does not claim that a dog gives birth to a fish. Um, every living thing that has ever been on this planet was the same species as its parent. The uh, process is so slow that every new generation of offspring is the exact same species as its parent. But over millions of years, or maybe it's hundreds of thousands of years, depending on the species. I don't, I don't mean, it depends on what we're talking about. Um, you know, you've got a great, 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 great times 10 that is now a different species than it's great, 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 great something uh, grandson. So it's not the parent giving birth to a baby that makes the change. It's a gradual process over many, many, many generations. 
That's what I right. was taught in high school biology and high school and uh, college biology. Let me find them here. Not what, not how you've been describing it in this conversation. Oh, it is, it is exactly. You have just demonstrated the SpongeBob imagination that if we wait billions of years, it will change. As far as them not leaving their clade or not leaving their their uh, kind, this chart shows a single-celled creature like an amoeba. Let me get a better chart here. They show this all the time. There's a protozoa turning to a biology teacher. The protozoa left its kind. It, That's just a chart used to help school children better understand the concept. That's not supposed to be actually literally representative of how evolution works. You're taking these from high school textbooks, not like a peer-reviewed science journal. Oh, wait a minute, well, wait a minute. If it's not accurate, why is it in a high school textbook? Well, there's help a teacher me get there to help explain the concept and guide along. It's just, it's just a, it's just an illustration. I mean, you couldn't fit, lit you couldn't fit everything you need onto a chart to properly demonstrate how evolution works. What does it no, matter I, I, if, if these, you can find what does it matter if these, water, I, water, water? You already, uh, you already admitted that this is what your view is that you come from starfish and and monkeys and all this. So I, I don't understand why we're going in this direction for. Because okay, I, let me explain. I think the claim that I'm hearing from Kent, and maybe he can clarify, is that a dog or a fish one day lays an egg. And then a dog hatches from it. And that's what people who believe in evolution believe. That is I not, not what I have ever been taught in a biology class. I have never Good. been taught that. I did not say that. I have, never said, I have never said that. I did not say that. Don't put those words in my mouth. It, a, a fish and a dog, according to these charts, have a common ancestor. That is not scientifically provable. They have the shark and the plant having a common ancestor. And you can claim it happened over billions of years. If you add millions of years, here's your salt shaker. Let's add more time. That'll work. If that doesn't work, let's try billions of years. It only happens in the imagination. It doesn't happen in reality. We see dogs produce dogs, cows produce cows. And if you wish to imagine, if we add billions of years, it would work. That's not science. All we've observed is... Plants make baby plants, and octopus make baby octopus, and sharks make baby sharks. That's all anybody has ever observed in the history of humanity. So if you wish to believe something other than that, why don't you admit it's your religious belief and quit calling it science? It's not science. We don't Science what we can observe and study and test and demonstrate. Look it up. So here's, here's where I'm confused. You just said I that I put words in your mouth, but then you said we only see dogs produce dogs, which is right. exactly what I'm saying. We never expect to see a dog not produce a dog. And evolution, evolutionary biologists do not claim that dogs give birth to non-dogs. Did the amoeba somehow give birth to something non-amoeba? Oh, here we go, protozoa. No, I don't okay. think this anyone text is claiming this textbook shows a single-celled creature. Call it an amoeba, protozoa, bacteria. There's 20,000 different single-celled creatures. Let's pick the protozoa. Do you believe the protozoa slowly, slowly, gradually turned into a human over trillions of generations? 
Well, it didn't turn directly from a protozoa into a human, but yes, very gradually over time, it became something else, which became something else, which became something else. Which water, something water, else. water. Kent already said, do you believe this slowly and gradually happened? So, I mean, he already said that. You're going to have to focus on what's being said here, please. Well, so I where would, is I the heard science? what he said, but I'm making a clarification. Okay. Well, I, think he, I think it's pretty clear, but go ahead, Kent. Where is the science? There's a lot of protozoa in the world. Has anybody in any laboratory ever taken any single-celled creature? They, 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 they get born, grow up, and get married and have babies in eight hours. So you can get three generations per day. Has any scientist ever produced anything outside the same kind? Either bacteria, protozoa, uh, uh, amoeba? No, they haven't. So you only have to imagine that it happens. All you have is imagination. You don't have science. You've been lied to. It doesn't happen. The Bible says they bring forth after their kind. That's all anybody's ever observed. If you want to argue about the meaning of the word kind, you can take it up with somebody else. But it's obvious it's the same kind. It's a protozoa. So if you wish to imagine over millions of years, it could change. Okay, well, call it a religion and congratulations on your religion. But stop calling it science. I have a question for water I would like to ask. You ready, water? Go for it. Okay, so according to the chart that Dr. Hoven has on the screen right now, and let's pretend that there are billions of more years added onto this chart and a whole lot of other things in between this chart to explain the evolutionary chain. Exactly how far back do we have to go before it is no longer considered cannibalism to eat something in our family tree? I I have I have no idea how to begin to answer that question. Uh, I, I so you don't know how far back you have to go to safely not be a cannibal, and you can't answer when the soul became able to utilize guess, as we know it today. There's so many unanswered questions, Water. This doesn't make you feel silly. It really should. No, not at all. Uh, not at all. I uh, <laughs> we're we're sitting here kind of smiling <laughs> um i i would i mean if you, so for your cannibalism question if that is a serious question i mean if it's not it's absolutely a serious question okay. we're all related well, according say, to this chart i would say the the origins of homo sapiens sapiens so anything that was a homo sapiens sapiens i don't remember how many hundreds of thousands of years ago uh homo Oh, I think water went out a little bit. There's some people who've asked, uh, did PZ Myers really say he's a fish? Let me go ahead and play that clip for folks real quick, and you'll see that Kent is absolutely right. Here we go. Fish. Human beings are still fish. Human beings are fish? Why, yes, of course they are. How long did that take? A couple of billions of years. Millions. A couple of millions? How is that observable? It's not. Do you believe we all came from sponges, Dave? Do you believe this textbook yes. is right? Yes. But my 200 million greats-grandfather was a fish. And by the way, the same fish was your 200 million greats-grandfather. <laughs> We're all African apes. We're apes with a shave. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so if I'm out in the woods, I'm full-on wolf. Like, if I'm with close friends, What's the problem? Yeah, and what so, are you doing when you're out there? Um, so we're running around. We do kind of play it as wolves. Like on all fours? Uh, 
At times, yes. Sometimes we're too wagged making wolf vocal stuff. But here's something I might do when I'm out there as far as a howl. Sure. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Science. <clears throat> wow. Okay. I think the cheese done fell out of that sandwich. <laughs> So, Water, you got anything for us? Uh, maybe we should hit it like this. Um, at what point in time do you think the primate evolved memory capacity to uh, be even considered human? At what point in time did this happen? Did he go speechless? Was that a rough one? No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm, uh, I'm getting your info. I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, you asked me. At what time we became human? I'm asking, <laughs> at what point in time do you think that we got the memory capacity to the point where we could be even labeled human in the first place and be intuitive? As you know, there's no other primate or creature on Earth that's ever had an Enlightenment age or an Industrial age. Would you be able to explain that? Right. Right. So, I mean, I mean, our how we understand our psychology is is greatly influenced by culture. So... Um, again, I would have to say <clears throat> when we see the first humans, um, would be, I mean, uh, I would say that the first humans were probably not capable of the, the same kind of complex thought that we are now capable of, because that is something that builds gradually over time as well. Um, as, as culture and society develops and new pathways are formed in the brain. I mean, but I, I would say, I mean, when we first had the mental wait capacity, a minute, wait a minute. Human, so are you really saying? Are you really saying that great minds like Aristotle are less superior intelligently as we are? Because I would think that was totally no, the opposite. No, it's actually not what I said. Um, I didn't. I didn't say. I mean, I, I guess it would depend on how you measure intelligence. I don't really think there is a way to measure intelligence. Um, but uh, I, I mean, no, I'm not saying that Aristotle. Would be inferior and, and you're also forgetting what uh <clears throat> outliers are because aristotle might have been the smartest man of his day but that doesn't reflect what everyone else around him was like so well surely it, it somewhat does because somebody out there had to be smart enough to read his work right right but that doesn't mean that they were as smart as he was well, guys, I've got a question for you, and especially uh, Kent. I don't know if gas prices are through the roof in Alabama, but in Missouri, it's absolutely horrific. I've been waiting to evolve wings for the longest time so I can save on that. What do you guys think? When's that going to happen for me? I don't yeah, think it will ever happen. Well, it's a little over three bucks a gallon here, and that'd be great. Uh, if we went through a stages where we're supposedly related to fish and birds, why did we, or somebody somewhere along the line, lost something? It'd be great to have wings and, to, like somebody said, the gills to breathe underwater. Uh, I, I've often asked atheists or evolutionists this question. I've never had an answer. Every single animal in the world makes babies some way. I'm doing a whole series on Friday night, How Animals Make Babies. You ought to watch that on Kent Hovind Official. But why did none of the animals simply evolve the ability to live forever? because making babies makes more competition for the food supply. That seems counterproductive. They all die 
they all make babies and they all eventually die. That's just, surely one of them would have evolved eternal life. Why didn't any of them do that? They all, they all evolved this ability to die. Water? I mean, I, I mean we know that wear and tear happens. I don't, I don't know how you would expect something to become immortal. Um, I, well, <clears throat> I don't think you've received an answer to that question because it doesn't, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Okay. Well, the protozoa evolved more, less wear and tear. Instead of a single cell, human bodies now 100 trillion cells in the average human body. And each cell contains 100 trillion atoms in one cell in your body. I think we've become much more complex than the protozoa. So why not just live forever? They've certainly evolved the ability to turn from a protozoa to a biology teacher in your religion. Anyway, I, they, you can believe all this stuff if you want, make all these family trees. My point is, this isn't science. This is religious belief to draw a shark and a fern and a starfish and an octopus and connect them to a common ancestor and claim it was a protozoa or a paramecium or something like that. That's religion. And it's dumb, real dumb. But they're welcome to it. I don't object to people believing they came from a protozoa. Believe that. I object to having to pay to have that taught to all the kids like it's part of science. Because that's not part of science. Science tells us protozoa and amoeba and bacteria make babies of the same kind. Every paramecium, and they've raised trillions of them in the laboratory, always make baby paramecium whether by mitosis or meiosis, it doesn't matter. It always is the same. Nobody ever sees these charts. It's just imagination. But I can't get you guys to admit it. It's just nothing but imagination. You and SpongeBob need to get together and go to, you know, I don't know, have a party or something. Because you, you're SpongeBob imagination. There's no science for evolution. None. In the, earlier, I showed you some stats about... Atheist countries tend to have the highest suicide rates of all times. Through my research, I also found out that countries that uh, are mostly atheists and who hold to the ideas of evolution the most, they seem to be uh, the highest in substance abuse. Why do you think that is, Kent? What's your theory on that or opinion? Well, they have to try to escape reality. You know, reality is we don't know who we are. We don't know where we came from. We don't know where we're going. Man, let's, let's just escape reality with some kind of drug. I've never tasted alcohol, never had any drug. I had an aspirin six months ago. But uh, the, uh, it just, it's, it's common sense that, hey, if there's no purpose to life, what's the problem? What's the problem? Why would murder be wrong if evolution is true? If the lion eats the baby zebra, is that wrong? Well, why not the human eat the baby human? This is, see, the, the evolutionist does not have a standard to go by. We have two different basic standards in the world, the metric and the English, okay? You measure things based upon their length in meters or in feet, okay? You measure the weight based in kilograms or pounds. You measure different things, the volume and uh, st stuff like that, pressure. We have, we have to have a standard to measure. If I say, bring me a, bring me a two by four. How long do you want it? Oh, I don't know, just a long one. Well, how about more exactly, like 84 inches, you know? We have, where's the standard with evolution? Where, how do you tell right from wrong? Is it wrong to kill somebody? And why would that be wrong? They don't have an answer that I've ever heard. Uh, 
just majority opinion. Oh, well, then in Russia or Hitler, Germany, majority thought they should kill all the Jews. I guess that was right, wasn't it? That was a majority. In North Korea, they think they should kill anybody that won't support communism. That's the majority. So the problem, you're on a slippery slope there, Water, and other evolutionists. Uh, you say you're Catholic and also evolution. Certainly the, the uh, evolution theory does not match the Bible. Uh, you've got to admit that. It doesn't match at all what the Bible teaches. Well, not just that, Pastor Hoven, but also with the community standards of morality, we have an issue there too, right? Because for one thing, here in the United States, we know that it's wrong to kill and eat human beings. But there are islands off of the coast of India where they have never come in communication with the outside world. And it's believed that they are still cannibalistic today. See, with atheism, there is no universal law to stand to. So every culture makes up their own reality. And that's a huge issue also. Right. No standard for morality. That's the truth. I mean, where's the where's the standard? So we got a, some more statistics we'll throw up, and it goes along with what you guys are talking about. In atheist countries that teach evolution, let me take that comment off the screen, they have the highest child abuse, domestic violence, and rape stats, also the highest child porn distribution in the world since 1960, and NAMBLA founded by atheists. Are you guys aware of who NAMBLA is? Uh-huh. All right. Man, man, boy, man, boy, love association or something like that. Yeah. That's right. Anybody have any views on that or ideas? I mean, we can get back into the uh, evolution being removed out of the schools, but I think what's important here is to see that this is the kind of stuff that's being introduced to our children. This is right. the kind of stuff. I mean, Stephen, you got a son. What if you were to tell your son, I'm sorry, there's no God. There's no objective love in the universe. We're on our own. You came from a rock and you have no meaning or, or thing to him. Or would you tell him you're beautifully designed by God? What kind of effect do you think it would have on a child being a father yourself? Oh, Brett. Well, first of all, I love my son entirely way too much to let him believe that he doesn't have a designer who loved him and formed him in his mother's womb. Uh, the thought of telling my son that he's just an accident that happened from stardust and turned into space goo and rained down on rocks, like there's no purpose in life. Um, so I, as a loving father, would never do that. Well, somebody out there asks, is it moral to mutilate the genitals of little boys and little girls and all that? It's a good question. According to atheists, they don't have any objective morality. So I suppose the answer would be no. It would be based upon whatever their opinion is on it, just like with everything else. Well, they might, unless they're trying to drive at circumcision, you know, as uh, calling that immoral for the Jews on the eighth day to circumcise their male children. Actually, that's a, a health benefit, a sanitation thing. And to do it on the eighth day is brilliant because that's when the vitamin K is the highest. But that's not as if, if you're going to say that's wrong. What about if injecting a vaccine in a baby that has no, no, uh, no, uh, no say in the topic? How many do they do that to babies when they're born? Can't even talk or think yet. And then would they go ahead and put poison in their body of some kind in, with a, a reason why? Of course, they got a reason why you know, we have to do this. Well, so I think it's a slippery slope if you want to go down that with the circumcision uh, has health benefits. The Jews have uh, Jewish women, a lot less cervical cancer. 
Uh, and there's long studies done on this topic. So I, I suspect that's where the question was going. My guess. Go ahead. I yeah, you. I would like to. Ahead, I'd like Stephen. to add briefly. I'm someone who was circumcised at 16 years old, and there's not a day that goes by I don't thank God for that genital mutilation. Um, and not only is it decreased cervical cancer, Pastor, but it has also significantly decreased yeast infections, which is a, another severe issue for young ladies. So yep. there are tremendous benefits to that quote-unquote genital mutilation. Water, do you have any more questions? Uh, by the way, people, you can come in as long as you're willing to behave, not cuss, not yell, and beat your chest like a primate. You are more than welcome to come in and chat with us, ask anything you like. Um, you know, I, I don't really, you know, I have questions, but I don't really know how far we'll get by putting them on the table. It, it seems like uh, uh, it, we, we maybe we should talk about something. I mean, if you want me to keep asking questions, I will, but I don't really think that we're getting much out of it. Well, well I think we're doing just fine. Go ahead, Ken. I'm enjoying I'm getting a lot out of it. And uh, that sounded like a cop out. Is do you have any? Where's the evidence you have for evolution? Has anybody ever seen any animal, plant or animal, produce offspring that are different kind? Or does again, it only no one claiming that? This the textbooks are claiming it. Do you believe you're related to us? No, starfish? it's a textbook made for school children. It's a it's a fun illustration. It's not a scientifically like okay. rigorous. It's just right. it's just right. an art piece for school kids. Okay. This is in college books. Do you believe you have a common ancestor still, still with, with a bird? Yes, you believe I have you common have... ancestors with birds. Okay. Then that's not science. That's religion. Where's the evidence for that? Has, has anybody ever seen any bird produce a non-bird or any human produce a non-human? I think this, this will be the fifth time that I'm repeating this, but no one is claiming that a bird produces a non-bird. I did. Well, there they are. Something that was non-bird eventually produced a bird because it came from an amoeba. If the protozoa or the single-celled creature turned into a bird slowly over millions of years, which is what they teach, have all the animals, the fungi, and the plants have a common ancestor? That's what they're teaching the kids. And I'm just pointing out this is something a person believes in, or the one with the, here we go, all the animals connected to a common ancestor. Here we go. This one, is, it, this is in all the textbooks, and this is what they're taught. If you don't believe this is accurate, why don't you help me get this out of the books? Because this isn't science. This is silly. You said you, you are a primate. Well, that depends on what, how you want to classify primates. I could say we're all eukaryotes because we have nucleus-bound cell. But so... What does that mean? A lot of, lot of machinery is made out of iron. Does that mean they're all related? Battleships and cars and helicopters got to be related. They're all made out of iron. So this is, I'm, my point is, this, this stuff that they're teaching and the stuff that you believe, you said you believe you're related to a bird, okay? So you have a common ancestor with a bird, and that common ancestor was neither human nor bird, so it turned into something else. You say birds always produce birds. I agree. That's what the Bible says. But you believed birds came from something that was non-bird somewhere, didn't? Don't you? 
Well, birds have actually been around for a long time. They're closely related to dinosaurs. So, I mean, birds have been here for a while. And as for the battleships, I, I would not claim that anything not living can be related to something else because it doesn't have DNA. It doesn't reproduce. So that's ah. the straw man. Okay. Well, if you believe birds are related to dinosaurs, you've got a more serious problem than you realize, okay? Uh, reptiles and all animals only produce after their kind. That's what God said would happen. That's what everybody has seen happen. To anything else is imagination. Reptiles produce baby reptiles every time. Birds produce baby birds. Dogs produce dogs. There are simply, it doesn't happen except in the imagination. You wish to believe it happened. Okay, believe all you want. Coyote hybrid dog. They can crossbreed. Coyotes, dogs, wolves. I predict animals, plants and animals will always bring forth after their kind what the Bible says. We're not, I'm not against science. I love science. But if someone was going to put poison milk in your kid's school the next day, what would you do? You, wouldn't you find some way to stop them? Well, they've already put the poison in the books. It's in the books from kindergarten to college. You're going to get it in your college textbooks if you're studying in college. They're going to teach you that you are related to a fish and an amoeba and a bacteria, and a bird, and a dinosaur, and a whale. They're going to teach you that. They already are. Obviously, you already swallowed it. You believe it. God said, don't bear false witness, and that's all they're doing is lying to the kids. Okay, so nobody's ever seen a dog produce a non-dog. If you wish to believe that, go for it. But quit calling it science. Admit it's a religion. 339 breeds of dogs now, most of which would not survive in nature. They got to babysit the dumb thing, like my wife's crazy pug. That thing wouldn't last 20 minutes out in the woods. Couldn't find its way home, okay? So, sure, man has selectively bred for special traits. They've taken cows and decided the farmer says, I want cows that give more milk. So he gets his best milk producers and crossbreeds them, and pretty soon he gets calves. And after five or six generations, he's got a herd of cows that give more milk. Okay? He didn't create anything. Cows already gave milk. He enhanced that particular trait. That's all he did. Or more beef, or it can stand the heat better, whatever. You can, natural selection works great. Artificial selection works great. But it's a selective process, not a creative process. You're not going to take an uh, amoeba or a protozoa and with natural selection turn a single-celled creature into a human or a bird or a dinosaur or a ladybug. This is the kind of stuff that gets me upset. They're, they're not only wasting our textbook money printing this dumb stuff, they're lying to the kids. It's not true. It's not science. And this is destroying their faith in God's Word. I think it's destroyed your faith in God's Word. God said they bring forth after their kind. You don't believe that. No, sir. Jesus. No, sir. I, my faith in God's Word is not destroyed at all. That, okay. that is that is patently untrue. Well, well, that's not totally accurate, though, Water, because Do not you did say before not that, wait, hear God's me out, hear me out. Water, you already but, said but you on know, our last you've show. You already said Genesis is allegory. You're already yeah. making substitutions, Water. That's true. I, I got a question for Kent myself, though. Whenever I was a young man and growing up in high school, we were taught that there was an extinction event with the dinosaurs. That there was so much devastation and destruction that the dinosaurs were completely wiped out. 
at what point in time did someone slip in that during all this toxic oceans and poison and explosions and death and destruction, practically the apocalypse, these dinosaurs managed to turn into birds and just fly to safety? Where did they go? That whole idea has been invented in the last, I think, 20, 25 years. I think it's. I think the devil and his demons are just seeing how, how dumb a story can we get people to believe? The idea that the whole universe, all the stars fit in a dot smaller than a proton. You could not squeeze a gallon of milk into a dot smaller than a proton, let alone the whole Pacific Ocean. It is just so absurd that they believe it. Oh, yes, and we're all related to a common ancestor like an amoeba or a pro protozoa. That just, it is so absolutely idiotic, stupidity, it, uh, unbelievable. But I think the demons and Satan and the demons are laughing. They say, oh, one of them probably had an idea. I bet I can get them to believe this. Oh, no, you can't. Yeah, watch this. And sure enough, they believe it. It just, it's sad. But my job as a child of God is to teach the truth. Okay, Water, you said you believe the Bible. The Bible says in six days, God made everything. Do you believe that? No. Okay, well, you don't believe the Bible. They already destroyed your faith in the Bible. So when you read in uh, Daniel, hold on, I've got my Bible right here. Catholic Bible, it's got more books than yours. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, let me go to the front. Give me a second. Kent, how do you feel about these um, old earth creationists like Hugh Ross? I debated Hugh Ross for two and a half hours on the John Ankerberg show. I'll debate him again any time. He's a heretic. Tell him I said so. Do you think that anyone who doesn't accept the young earth creation account is a heretic? I think if they claim to believe the Bible, but they also believe the earth is billions of years old and they're related to a protozoa or a primate, they're a heretic. They certainly don't believe the Bible. Jesus earth. said creation of Adam was the beginning. They're calling him a liar. Jesus, the Bible says in Romans 5, 8, nothing died till Adam sinned. Man brought death into the world. If evolution is true, death brought man into the world. They could not be more opposite. They're, you cannot reconcile these two worldviews. Somebody is wrong, seriously wrong. I agree. Do you okay. do you uh, do you do you agree that Jesus often speaks in metaphor? Oh yeah, he spoke in parables sometimes. Sure, parables, but it was clear, yeah, right? It was it was pretty clear when he did. Uh, but when he said the creation of Adam was the beginning. Twice, Matthew 19, 4, Mark 10, 6. What did he mean by that? What about the death? Why did God make a world where death is what does the creating? Because well, if one animal if one animal evolves a little better than the rest, the rest of them have to die to make this work. Or that new improvement's going to be blended back into the population and lost. Well, so let's let's are the the Matthew and the you said Matthew and Mark, are those accounts uh, you said he said it twice. Now, are those accounts just different, separate recountings of the same incident, or are, is he really saying it on two separate occasions? Well, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is established. That's a biblical principle and a principle right. of law. Okay. So I think Jesus, the Lord, had Matthew write it, and he had Mark write it at separate times okay. to make sure there's two, there's two, there's two witnesses to this, to that he did say that. If that makes sense. Jesus and did say. Are any of his other parables or metaphors not repeated twice in in both of those gospels? That'd be going way off track for this topic tonight, but the possibility I don't know. Yeah. 
Well, okay. it is off topic. Water we're off talking topic. about, can evolution be demonstrated? Should it be taught in school? Is it a religion? That's the very title of the video. Right. That's but what we actually but... announced. Well, you're you're going all over the place as though you're trying to say, oh, mm -hmm. yeah. you know. No. You I, so... let, let's get right down to it. Let's cut through the cheese. Okay, is so Genesis a, Hello. Is Genesis an allegory a story? Is the creation account allegory or not? Yes or no? Yes, but let me clar let me clarify the point that I'm making. He said that because Jesus is quoted twice as having said this in both Matthew and Mark, that means that he's not speaking in a parable or metaphor. He's being literal. So I'm asking him if there are any other instances of his parables or metaphors being repeated twice, because that would then imply that he could be wrong about Jesus being literal in this instance. So it's well, not unrelated. It's not. It's completely related to the topic. Well, I think you're grasping at straws here. I'd have to go back and see which all parables Jesus told. Matthew had some. Mark had some. But that's unrelated. If if a, if a person says something in a court of law, two witnesses come in and say, I heard him say it. The other guy says, I heard him say it. That's enough. There are two witnesses that believe Jesus said the creation of Adam was the beginning. Matthew wrote it down and Mark wrote it down. What's that the doesn't tell us anything about whether or not it was it was it was a metaphor. It doesn't. It, it just says that he okay. that just tells us that he said water, it. Twice. Water. We're not talking about parables and all that right now. The topic of it is: Should evolution be taught in school? Also, uh, Kent asked you about ten minutes ago. Can you demonstrate any evidence for evolution? Can you do that besides saying ah birds, uh, dinosaur? I mean, give us something that we can chew on here. I would encourage him to do the same thing I encourage you to do, which would be to go to his local natu natural history museum and take a look at some transitional fossils. Can you demonstrate some evidence for evolution in this discussion with us? Or do you want to send us somewhere where they make wooden bones and stuff in order to make something look like it's a structure? Okay, let me let me try to... I'm going to post in the chat. I will give you some resources. All right. Well, while you look, well, he just he just threw out a big fish here that we need to look look at before it stinks up the room. There is no such thing as a transitional fossil. If you find any fossil in the dirt, all you could prove is it died. You could not prove it had any children, and you sure couldn't prove it had children that were different than itself. Why would an animal in the dirt be able to do something that no animal today can do? No animal today produces babies other than their kind. Why would we think this bone in the dirt could do it? I don't think that. Again, yeah, you, I never have claimed, and no evolutionary biologist claims, that an animal gives birth to a different species than itself. Well, then what's, what's this transitional fossil you're talking about? Is it transitioning to something else? It's giving birth to something other than its kind, slowly. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to get a drink. Yeah. Get All right. Along. Okay. How are you feeling, Kent? I am tired, Brad. I've had a long day. I'm ready to quit, quit and go to bed, but we can go a little longer here if you want. Uh, All right. I'm going to give people the opportunity to come in and ask questions. I put the link sure. out there. Folks want to have a discussion. You better hurry it up because Kent is tired. He's a busy man. Come on. I would like to point out a flaw in the evolutionary belief that Water has brought up previously. He says that everything on Earth was exactly the same as its parent. But if that's true, 
that would also mean that I was exactly the same as my grandparent and my great, great, great grandparent. Evolution has no room if everything was exactly the same as its parent in the history of the world. Where does evolution yeah, come in? You can't have both. They say they're always the same as their parents. Okay, well then amoebas didn't produce a human then. Yeah, not only that, Pastor, but you would be the expert on this. If evolution were real, wouldn't you have to have two of these species evolve exactly the same at exactly the same time in order for them to breed and further that new hybrid, hybrid species? Well, and they got to be of the opposite sex. But if you got two oh, males yeah. to evolve, yeah, you got a problem. So not only do they have to have two of them at the same time of the opposite sex in the same place, they now have to breed enough children to take over the population of the whole world of that kind, or they're gonna, it's going to get blended back in. If a farmer has one cow that gives an enormous amount of milk and they don't select that one out and keep it separate, it'll just get blended back into the herd. The, the, the new improved trait won't take over the herd. Certainly won't take over the world. But here's the yeah, verses where Jesus... Go ahead. Jesus, here's the verses where Jesus said, man brought death into the world. Romans 5, 12 and 1 Corinthians 15. By man came death. Why do we have death? If, if water is God that he says he believes in, use death to create everything. That's the opposite of the God that I believe in. God made it all perfect and man wrecked it. In his view, God made a mess and it slowly straightened itself out. I think it's just totally con uh, contrary to what Scripture teaches, that's for sure. Water, you opened up Pandora's box. Uh, Mr. Hogan actually posted a verse where Jesus talked about Adam and about death in the world. Um, are you saying that that's some kind of parable or allegory? Yeah, well, that's that's what we were trying to talk. I was trying to talk to Kent about earlier, and that's why I was asking him if he had more instances of, of Jesus's parables being repeated, because that would imply that just because it's repeated twice, that doesn't mean that it should be taken uh, literally. You're still not responding to the verse that he actually has up there. It's Jesus is speaking of Adam. Here it is right here. Uh, have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? Was that the beginning? Right, and we have a male and female of the species. Yes, I, I, if the first man, if, if he is referred to as Adam, that is the beginning. I mean, I, I don't I don't know why I'm being told that I'm, I'm seeing in the chat that I'm dodging questions and I'm, I'm not answering things. I, I'm trying to be as, as on the nose and, and to the point as possible. I'm not sure um, why. Maybe it's a Protestant versus Catholic thing. I don't know. No, it's called a dodge and a reflect. And also you're trying to turn the Bible into allegory so you can go with the evolution. But the Bible but the is filled with is, the problem is, even if we give you that, that it's all allegory, you still can't demonstrate evidence for evolution. That's our problem. That's what we've been waiting for. And you want to give us a bunch of bones and corpses and say, there you go. That's what we're waiting for, so, sir. Again, and I don't know, I've lost count of how many times I've said this, but if the, the evidence that you want for evolution is for me to get an animal to give birth to an animal of another species, I can't I can't do that. Nobody can do that because nobody is claiming that's what happens and it's not what happens. They are claiming it happens slowly. If a, if a frog turns into a prince slowly, it's science. Now, if you kiss the frog and it turns to a prince, that's a fairy tale. 
But if it happens slowly, it now becomes science. That's, you, you don't understand at all that you have a religious belief. You certainly aren't going to admit it because evolution isn't observed. The protozoa, according to the evolution theory, slowly turned to everything alive today. Where's the evidence for that? Protozoa make babies all the time, and there's still protozoa alive today. Why didn't all of them turn into humans? Well, we, you only need to, you only evolve as you need to adapt and survive. So if they still fit an environmental niche, there's no reason for them to evolve. Okay. I do believe. I have Bible. a question. I have a they question are. for you, Water. You stated before on a previous show that you have to go with the majority of what's believed in science. My oh. question for you is with that mindset, Catholicism being the only, we'll call it a denomination of Christianity, since it's the only denomination that recognizes evolution, why would you not go with the opinion of all the Protestants and the Jews and the Muslims? Because they are the majority collective opinion when it comes to religious matters. Why would you side with the Catholics when they're the minority? But when it comes to Catholics scientific research, you go with the majority. We have over a billion Catholics on this planet. It's still a denomination, though. My question was about denomination. If the majority of the denominations, including Judaism and we'll even add Islam, agree that evolution can't be accurate, then why would you go with the minority viewpoint? I think I honest I, I, I love you, Proverbs, but I think that's kind of a, a silly question. I don't know why you're including Islam. They have an entirely different book. No, no, no. Wait, um, wait, wait. They are part I, of the Abraham. Why, why not include Abraham him? trait? Okay, so you're talking Abrahamic religions. Yes. Randy. So I'm a, all, all because I'm a Christian. have the same God. That that's a dodge, brother. That's a bigger dodge than Bill no, Clinton not. with you, the drive. I this this I don't this question is not you're, you're asking religion is not religion is not a research field where you get the top experts to battle it out and find out what they have a consensus on i mean it, it, it's just you're comparing apples and oranges i don't think this is i don't think this is a fair question well, well kent, is there anything else that you'd like to guys kent is tired and i want to make sure that he's able to get his beauty sleep and all that so is there anything else you'd like to share kent there's plenty of time for us to listen to him try to prove he's a primate um okay looks like we got rob uk in here hello rob how are you doing hi can you hear me would you like to ask Kent a question? Thank you for showing up. Um, yeah, I can. Hey. Hey. Um, yeah, I've got a question. I mean, not, not necessarily on evolution, but you've had your ministry for, what, 50 years or so. How do you keep focused on your ministry and your purpose under God when you have a lot of haters, a lot of criticism, and your personal life comes into discussion and things like that. How do you mentally keep focused? And how much do you how much support as a Christian do you have? And do you generally tend to be quite lonely on your path? You know, where you're the boss of your ministry, and obviously you'll have people coming in and trying to influence you or give you advice as to how you should do things. How do you keep focus going forward? Hmm. Well, I think the captain of any ship in, in wartime has to, uh, has to stay focused. He's got a task. 
He's trying to get over here and, you know, do this job with it. And so things happen, torpedoes come at him and airplanes come at him. And uh, any, in any wartime situation, the captain of the ship or the uh, commander of the army or the president of the United States, he, he has a lot of distractions and they have to stay focused. And God called me to do this ministry. I've had plenty of haters, that's for sure. Type in Kent Hovind and your computer will melt. The haters are incredible out there. That's just a good sign I'm doing the right thing, I think. I'm focused. I, I love the Lord. I'll be 70 in a couple of days. I got saved when I was 16, and I've been trying to serve him most of the time ever since. You know, it's just I read his word. I, I, I've got a mission. I'm going to try to please him. At the end of this life, I want God to say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's all I can do. I'm plowing my row. If somebody else wants to plow a different row or plow a different direction, I don't care. There's a lot of other creation ministries People argue with each other about different things. I don't have time for them. I'm busy plowing my row. I'm trying to plow it straight and deep. That's all. Rob, I've uh, seen you in comments, and I believe I've talked to you in the past. You're, uh, you're a big-time supporter of Kent Hovind. You love his material and all that. What is your top three uh, pieces of content that Kent has produced that you really, really enjoy watching? Rob, you got to unmute your mic in order to speak. People are still learning how to do this. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I came to um, come across Kent's material very late in my Christian path, actually, because I was 40 years an atheist and 15 years a Christian. And I didn't discover, discover Kent Hovind until about six years ago. Um, but... All of the stuff I've looked at from Ken regarding evolution is spot on. And but the, the real um, interesting stuff that I found that, that really got me thinking a lot was to do with when he was covering 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 the isms, communism, socialism, Nazism, and their links to evolution as well. And hearing that was a really big wake-up call regarding the evil in the world and the links how it ties back to evolution and i don't know whether people know this but during the communist era the communists created a um a paid activist group called the league of the militant atheists and it's an actual activist group that the communists set up to bring down the christians and bring down christian churches and kill pastors to obviously forward the agenda of communism so, you know, the correct term is League of Militant Godless, which today will be League of Militant Atheists. So that's when I come across Kent's material on Nazism, and that's what really, you know, got me interested. And I hadn't up until that point seen a, a pastor approach evil in relation to evolution and where it can lead. And also, as you've covered earlier on today, Brett, about how atheism can lead to things like suicide and depression and et cetera, et cetera. So that's what really interested me about Ken. And then I discovered the evolution stuff after that. Very good. From your personal experiences, have you noticed that people who do not seem to have God in their life, they seem to have a lot of difficulty with that. They'll put on a front on social media, but the ones you actually met personally or whenever you was a former atheist, yeah. was there anxiety and depression and all that? Very much so. And I was one of them as well. I was one of them, you know, for 40 years, I had an unhappiness in me and the world didn't make sense anyway. 
And uh, I can understand the atheist mindset. And I kind of, as you know, Ken, I dis I separate the two out. I separate out eight normal atheist behavior and atheist mindsets regarding not having the information and coming to that conclusion to militant atheists who, as Ken obviously refers to as scoffers as well, which is a, a correct term as well, where they're just so adamant that science proves facts and there's no deny, there's no debating, there's no nothing. There are just literal facts that science produced and that's the end of the debate. And that I can't get my head around. And my atheist friends are a lot more rational. Um, although I have to admit some of my atheist friends are on medication for depression and things like that. Um, and they're questioning life as well, obviously, especially at these times, as we know, the Bible end times. But you're right. When I became born again, it was like a realisation of knowing how things work. And that lifted a heavy burden off of me. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think it was the same for you as well, Brett. You know, it lifted a big burden off you finding out that God was real. Yeah, whenever I was an atheist, I watched Ken Tovind and <clears throat> a lot of his views and his ideas and the things that he taught. It, uh, it was very helpful for me. It was helpful for me to be able to transition. I was really looking for some purpose and reason in the universe. I, I just felt like if this is all there is, oh, goodness gracious. So I completely understand where you're coming from, Rob. And yeah. I'm sorry that you've had to go through that. I am happy to hear that oh. things are looking up for you. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And the thing is, is that I love listening to Kent Hovind's Bible studies now as well, because they are, they are short and sweet and spot on. And, you know, you can spend about 15, 20 minutes, half an hour just watching and picking up so much about that particular study. You know, whereas obviously other, you know, pastors, they have their own gifts and things like that. They go into them a lot more detail, but it's nice, quick and refreshing. And you can pick up bullet points to pass on to other people, you know? I hear you there, Rob. Does it feel good, Kent, to know? Because a lot of the things that you do as debates and discussions, you're you're usually in these battles with folks who believe they come from sponges. And you don't get to hear about the positive glorification unless some folks decide to call you and, uh, you know, check out the website and all that. Does it make you feel good to... To know that you've actually uh, helped sow some seeds and uh, bring meaning and purpose into people's existence. Oh yeah, that's uh, I do it to please the Lord. Now, uh, if people want to come along, great. If they don't, great. Most uh, war heroes probably don't know they're a hero at the moment. You know, they're getting shot at, and you know, so they find out at the end at the war. So I'm going to find out at the end how many folks have been saved and how many folks have given that you know have been lives changed and. That's up to God. I just want to keep plowing my row and uh, planting seeds like crazy. Uh, so I'll, I'll debate all the atheists. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to them. They can come visit Dinosaur Adventureland, Atlantic, Alabama. Uh, anybody can come. I got to get to bed. Brett, let's do a show a little earlier in the day sometime. Uh, I do my program 7 to 7.30 every night uh, on Kent Hovind Official. So anytime other than that, I'll be glad to come on. Bring some, get some atheists to come on and do a debate. I'll take them all on. Well, we've been putting the link out there, Kent. I think they're scared of us or something. They they can't get that banana courage up they were talking about. Mm. It's rough. But Kent, you have a beautiful night, and I hope hey, coming Kent. in and having 
having open discussions with us makes you uh, realize that keep having the strength and stuff that you are doing good. You're doing okay. good to continue. All right, Sounds God great. bless you, Kent. Thank you all. All right, bye-bye. Oh, well. What was hey, your Randall. question, Water? Oh, I just wanted to tell Kent that a day after he turns uh, 70, I turn 25, and I enjoyed uh, having this exchange, and I hope to see him in heaven. We're going to put Proverbs on the screen for a little bit. What a handsome man. Huh? It was nice having Kent in. We'll hang out for a few more minutes, and then we'll shut her down and uh, play some pretty music or something. What do you think, Proverbs? Hey, I think that sounds like a plan. And Water, I really wish you'd bring in one of your friends uh, that also believes in evolution because I do feel bad that we're always teaming up on you, but that's the nature of the game when you're in a chat with people who believe in creation over evolution. I can take it. I can take it all day. You know what? You really do take it like a gentleman, um, and I've always appreciated that about you. So even though we disagree on quite a bit, it's always a pleasure to have you in here, man. I did get a little flustered, but um, no, yeah, it's, I, I enjoy having these conversations, and you guys are very uh, good uh, hosts. Well, thank you. Thank you. You, you got to expect if you get into a discussion with Kent, he's very passionate about his views, and so is everybody who's coming in here. So it gets exciting. It gets fun, for sure. I feel bad for some of the folks out there. There was a link out in the description, also at the top of the comments. When we do another show, hopefully you guys will be prepared. You'll bring your SpongeBob's and your Banana Courage and uh, teach us why we come from rocks. We are open-minded. We'll hear you out, won't we, Proverbs? Absolutely. Yeah, any denomination or atheist or Satanist or pagan, bring it in. As long as you're respectful, we'd love to have a back-and-forth dialogue. That's right. Me and Proverbs ain't got no hate against rocks either, folks. We <laughs> tend to rock and roll when we get our opportunity. Am I right? Yeah, well, I was telling you earlier, Brett, my idea of rock and roll is like 50s, 60s, and 70s music. But, uh, yeah, if you're counting that, I rock hard to somebody, Holly. <laughs> Hopefully we can get Missing Mod in the future. It'd be nice to see her and uh, Kent Hoven having a discussion and all that. You say she's got a good voice and uh, she's definitely a supporter. So he'd probably appreciate that hearing what she thinks. Yeah, man, I've tried so hard to get Missing Mod in here. I even told her she doesn't have to use a camera. She is just one stubborn little cuss. Uh, I've also tried to get my girlfriend to come on multiple times, and she's just too shy. So, I don't know. Maybe it's a, a female thing. I guess they're just too shy to engage with us, Brett, because we're so so handsome, maybe. I don't know. So, Stephen, I suppose you and Kent can talk about the next show that we can do and get us the date and time. Kent's really, really interested in doing earlier shows because he's got – uh, developments that happen later on in the nights and stuff, usually around 7 p.m. Folks, if you don't know, unless you were actually born under a rock, he does do debates over at the Standing for Truth, and you can also see him over at Kent Tobin's. Rob, you got anything last to say to us and all that? It was nice having you in. I wish you would have got in earlier. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's actually uh, 3.23 a.m. over here, my, my friend. So I actually set me alarm to get up and obviously, uh, yeah, but basically I, I love joining these discussions and debates as well. And I, I, like I said to you on, 
on chat. Don't let anyone, and that's kind of why I was trying to get Kent's advice on this, is don't stop what you're doing, Brett. You know, I know it's hard, and I know it's like, you know, you feel you're alone on, on your journey, and I felt like that as, as well sometimes, and I've had to turn against Christians and things like that to go on my godly path of where I ended up. And um, the thing is, I enjoy what you've done tonight with Kent and it's good. And I think, you know, I I think more atheists will come in at some point, you know, if they're not too scared. But it seems to me that some of the atheists are beginning to back off from Kent now because I think that whole summer show of, you know, on Standing for Truth about, you know, is there scientific evidence for evolution? I think, I don't know whether any of them are thinking that the science is very thin, but they've got very few arguments left, you know? I agree with you on that. I've gotten emails from people while doing the show where they're saying, Brad, I thought you had disagreements with certain people. Why are you getting along and all that? Well, that's a that's a Christian thing as well as an adult thing. Adults yeah. work things out. We forgive. We forget. We move yeah. on. We move towards the future. I know the atheist mentality is, what? You disagreed with me? Slit his yeah. throat immediately. That's not the way we do. We love that's each it. other. Exactly. And that's the thing. Reconciliation is a big thing. And it's hard for Christians as well, especially young Christians. Because obviously you become born again and then you think everyone's a happy family. You're all going to agree and things like that. But actually the discussion and debate about the Bible as well, about the things that aren't written in the Bible, are what increase your faith as well. Because you're not going to have all the answers. Because if God gave you all the answers, you'd become God because you've got all the answers. So there's nothing to learn, nothing to grow through and nothing to um discuss and that's the thing and that's what atheists have a hard job with and i know uh this guy called jay bundy who obviously came on and debated kent as well and obviously he's quite a strong you know militant atheist but as soon as he started agreeing with kent on certain things i know in some ways he was being sarcastic but what happened is that all the militant atheists turned against him they literally turned against him like it was a cult and that's kind of what militant atheism is. It's a it's a bit of a cult, to be fair. And I think, like like when I become a, a Christian from being an atheist, I joined a, an atheist channel, and I thought sharing my testimony will turn out to be an interesting discussion. But they absolutely laid into me, and I was like, "What is going on here?" And I couldn't get my head around that at first. But now I get it, you know, with the scoffers and things like that, you know. Exactly. We're going to, me and Proverbs are definitely going to set up more shows where Kent will be coming in and all that. But throughout the week, sometimes we'll just open up something randomly. Uh, we're going to do Kent stuff during the day. We'll try to open up something to give people in different time zones the opportunity to chat. Because I love talking to folks like you, Rob. It's it's good stuff, and you really add a lot to the uh, conversation. Well, I'm getting ready to shut this down. I all I ask you all to do whenever you get an opportunity is look at one of your family members and give them a big old hug and say, God loves you, and so do I. Cheer them up a little bit. All right, here we go. Go to Mass this Sunday.
Hey everybody, Proverbs Guy here from the Proverbs 2717 YouTube channel where I host a pretty cool show over there. I'm also the new co-host of God TV Radio along with podcast radio legend and king himself, Mr. Brett Keen. We are so psyched to have you guys hanging out with us. It is just truly an honor. We ask that if you're coming from the God TV Radio side, that you would go over to the Proverbs 2717 YouTube channel and you would like and subscribe over there. Or if you're coming from the Proverbs 2717 YouTube channel, we ask that you come over to the God TV Radio YouTube channel, like and subscribe over here as well. We have some incredible shows coming up for you guys. I'm so proud to be part of this project, and I'm just really looking forward to seeing what myself and Mr. Brett Keen can get into. Uh, we love to stir the pot, so it's going to be a heck of a ride, everybody. Again, thanks for hanging out with us. God bless you. That is from Proverbs 2717 YouTube channel and God TV radio.